The Ninth Commandment warns against lying. You can tell our culture doesn't see lying as that big of a sin when we always categorize our deceit as just a little white lie. Bearing false witness speaks clearly about our character and teaches others that we are untrustworthy. It's time to go the second mile and highlighting honesty. Travis Agnew here. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if someone asks you to go one mile, go the second mile as well. This podcast exists for disciples of Jesus Christ, not to live for Jesus halfway. And this summer, we have been looking at the Ten Commandments, first given to the people of Israel in the book of Exodus that sort of gave them a rule and a guideline that as God had rescued and redeemed those people, now here was the ethic that they were to live by to show the world that they were a different type of people. And so these rules were given after they had a relationship with God, which really was a great symbol of the fact that now that you're my kids, act like my kids. Now that you're my people, act like my people. But guess what? They didn't do so good of a job at that. In fact, as soon as these commandments were given, in fact, while these commandments were being given, they were breaking so many of them. And so so a lot of people will, will comment that the commandments are impossible to keep for anyone other than Jesus, so therefore, should we try to keep them? So the answer is yes and no and both at the same time. So what the, the rule we've been going by here is that the commandments are the rules we could not keep, yet it is the standard we must still seek. So while the commandments are obviously show our need for a Savior, reveal to us that we are unable to keep them perfectly, it is still the standard that we must seek as followers of God. Uh, contained in Scripture, this ethic is far better than any ethic you or I would come up with. And what is the better answer, right? So if God says, don't murder, are we to say, well, we don't have to listen to that commandment and therefore we should? No. Obviously, even in Christ, this is the best way to walk. And so on this one, we're going to look at the ninth commandment, which is about lying and uh, bearing false witness against someone. And so in Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, the ninth commandment is worded this way. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. So you should not speak falsely in any kind of way that's a witness towards someone else. It's a verbal kind of thing that you say, and it's somehow against your neighbor. And that can mean a whole lot of different things, and we're going to unpack what that is. But first, milers will look at this and say, okay, I'm going to avoid serious lies, and that is important and great. Second, milers will say it's more than just avoiding serious lies. It's also avoiding little white lies, right? Those little harmless, playful things that we don't think are a big deal. Well, if they are false witness, if they are against our neighbor to advance ourselves, God says it's a big deal, and we have to address it now. So when I've been putting uh, the notes together for uh, this series of podcasts on the Ten Commandments, one of the most helpful resources that I found was a book by Kevin DeYoung called The Ten Commandments. The subtitle is What They Mean, Why They Matter, and Why We Should Obey Them. It's a great little read, uh, helps unpack, and was probably, I I think, the most helpful resource that I I studied when I was putting my notes together. And in his chapter on Chapter 9, True Witnesses, he he pointed out something that I have never, ever seen before that I just thought, are you kidding me? But what he, he talks about is that how the Ten Commandments, not only are they given in Exodus, but they're canvassed through the books of Bible in a chronological order that each one are kind of broken with one ending in death. And so let me, let me explain what this means. So if you go to the book of Genesis, the 
first one. Uh, the first commandment is broken. That leads to the punishment of being death. When you go, okay, have no other gods, what was that? Well, that was when Adam chose to listen to Eve's voice over God's, and what was the punishment? It was death. If you look at the book of Exodus, what is that? The defining sin of that book, well, it has to be commandment number two, the golden calf. If you go to Leviticus, you look and go, well, is that a serious situation? In that book, there is a man in chapter 24 uh, uh, who blasphemes the name of the Lord, and guess what? Who's put to death. Next, in the book of Numbers, there is a uh, commandment breaking number four of a Sabbath breaker in November, uh, in November, in Numbers chapter 15, uh, who violates the fourth commandment, and guess what? Is put to death. In Deuteronomy 21, commandment number five is broken by a rebellious son who disobeys his father in chapter 21. Uh, we go through Joshua and almost all of them are broken. This kind of breaks up the kind of the progression. In Judges, we see that probably the most horrific uh, commandment that's broken uh, would be the sixth commandment, the time in, in Judges chapter 19 when there is this horrible um, murder that leads to death. If we go down uh, next, as far as chronologically goes, we see First and Second Samuel that's put together as a book, and we see David's sin committing adultery with Bathsheba. And then we we go through, and there's uh, issue of, of kings, and they talks about in that there is one situation that combines the sin of bearing false witness and how it leads, uh, and also from this um, sense of, of Going to it, and this is what happens in First Kings chapter twenty-one. There's this guy by the name of Naboth, and he is bearing false witness and coveting. And so what happens is he has this vineyard, and he's wanting to take it, and he basically lies to this person. Uh, and and what happens is is, is through this lie, uh, it says that Naboth is put to death on the spot. And you think once again, there's there's a lot of times throughout these books that there would be, okay, if someone murdered someone, okay, capital punishment, that that seems acceptable, right? But some of these commandments that we go, oh, they're not that serious, God apparently sees serious. Here's a guy who's lying about his vineyard, the worth of it, selling it, and all these kind of interactions, and God puts him to death. There is an extreme violation of the commandment, and God allows someone to be put to death over such a thing. And so I, I, I bring that up on one end because it, I, I've never ever seen that kind of progression that happens through the Scripture, but also that we have to realize God takes lying very seriously. Your word represents your character, and your character should represent your God. And so if you are uh, un trustworthy, what that does is that says something about your character, about your integrity, and also about the God that you follow. Lying is a very serious issue because God cares seriously about justice. And so with this, if the first milers avoid serious lies, second milers have to avoid those little white lies and just think, well, I'm just fibbing a little bit on the truth, right? We just have all these words, little white lie, fibbing, or just an exaggeration. And we have to say, God is serious about this. Our words represent our reputation and our character, which represents him. And so God is truth. There is no lie in him. Satan is known as the father of what? The father of lies. And so if we're to be known by God, our words better be trustworthy rather than deceitful. So the issue of highlighting honesty in our lives and why that's so important for us as followers of Jesus is that we know that God is a God of justice and that his words are true. In fact, 
If we were to, in a moment, just to pray, what is the word that we would say at the end of our prayer? It would be amen. And what does amen mean? It means truly. So what happens is, in fact, when Jesus would ever say, truly, truly, I say to you, he's saying, amen, amen, I say to you. What I'm about to say is trustworthy. You can trust me. I'm promising you. My word is true. And why if at the end of our, every prayer that we ever pray, we say, it is true. What I've just prayed is true. What I just prayed, I believe, that it shows the importance of our words. And so here's the question that I would ask you to really evaluate your own self. Here's a way to think about it. Uh, number one, have I spoken untruthfully about a person? Is there anybody that I've spoken untruthfully about in my description of them? Here's another one. Have I twisted someone's words for my advantage? Okay, maybe you're not telling an outright lie, right? But are you twisting something that they said? Are you making it more extreme to advance your own agenda? Uh, do I talk about this person when he or she isn't around? That's gossip. And when someone ever says, well, I would say this person, I would say uh, this if this person was here, my normal response is, well, I can call them if you'd like and we can get them on the phone, right? But are you gossiping? Here's another question. Do I spread lies about someone to gain momentum? So you're trying to get your way, and what's the easiest way to do it? When that person's not around, you slander them, and you speak evil about them because you're gaining momentum with other people and other support to hopefully advance what you want to happen. Let me ask you this question. Do I assume the worst about someone without hearing from the person? So have you heard a rumor or gossip about someone, and you automatically jump on the bandwagon assuming the worst? Then you may say, well, they always do this, but have you heard directly from the person? Is that a lie or is it an exaggeration or a rumor, gossip that you're unsure of? Do you assume, automatically assume the worst without hearing from the person? And that could be someone you know, or even it could be a pastor across town, or it could be a celebrity, or it could be a politician. Do we automatically, do our minds go to the gutter? Am I guilty of exaggerating? Now, this is a question that can also be so dangerous. Am I guilty of exaggerating, making something seem more outlandish than what it actually is to make my side of something sound even more palatable for those that are hearing? And, and so why all these questions can really get down to the heart of saying, okay, well, maybe we're not as honest that, as we think we are, but God says that we need to prioritize this, that we don't need to bear false witness against our neighbor because the goal of fighting against lying is you want to protect God's best for another person. So this commandment, once again, is saying don't bear false witness against your neighbor. So if we are to love our neighbor as ourself, then what we have to do is we want to protect God's best for another person. Proverbs 6.19 says that God hates a false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord among brothers. Listen, Satan was known for lying in the garden. Abraham lied about his um, wife, Sarah. Jacob lied to his father so he could gain his own advantage. Joseph's brothers lied about his whereabouts. Judas was a liar to Jesus. Uh, Stephen's persecutors had to lie about him. People who arrested Jesus had to make up lies because they could find no guilt in him. Lying is a serious thing. It's, it's not just about avoiding lies, but it's about being trusted to say the truth. Folks, we have the greatest news in the world, and we need to share that with other people. And all of us have a reputation regarding our speech. And if you are known by being untrustworthy, by telling little white lies, by gossiping, by always saying things to get your way, then when the time comes for you to be able to speak the truth to people who need to hear it, people aren't going to know to trust you with the most important news because they don't trust you with the other news. It's not just about avoiding lies. It's about living in such a way that you are trusted to say the truth when it counts. I hope you can highlight honesty. And I hope to see you in the second mile.